0: You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. Stay tuned to get great guidance on Medicare, insurance, retirement, tax planning, Social Security, 401K, IRA, pensions, including the FRS, Florida Retirement Systems, and much more. You are listening to the Financial Literacy Show with Hubert McIntosh, CPA, right here on WCNO Radio. Stay with us for the next hour and elevate your financial IQ. And now, here is your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA.
1: Good evening, family. Good evening once again. Wow, wow. Thank you for joining us. Yes, It's Friday, May 28th, 4 p.m. I'm in the studio. And you know where the studio is, right? Yes, you do know. In beautiful Palm City, Florida. Yes, and it's it's not a recording. It's not a broken record. It's a beautiful day in palm city <laughs> when i say beautiful i mean i i i know this sound like a broken record at times but i'm telling you, it's just absolutely gorgeous you know the the trees there's a wind going the limbs are the leaves and the trees are shaking and it's just nice it's it's just it's just nice it's just nice so so I trust and I hope the same for you wherever you are. But if you don't have it, we send it to you, okay? We send the weather, this wonderful weather to you with love, okay? We send it to you. So so we thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is Hubert McIntosh. We are in the studio, Seven seven two. 772 221 Get your pen, get your paper. I told you last week what we're going to speak about today FRS, Florida Retirement System. And as I said, not every topic every week is going to be related to everybody. You know, it's just not. Possible, so so some topics gonna resonate with you more than others, but what we're gonna be talking about today is the Florida retirement system. You may not be involved in it, but I am sure you know someone is. You may know someone who is a retiree. Yeah, they probably retired already. If they if they already retired, there's not much we can do because they already made the decision. So the topic is mostly gonna be for the pre-retirees, those who are getting ready to retire. Are those who are in the Florida retirement system? They're not getting ready to retire, but they can get some insights. So pre-retirees, employees in the Florida retirement system, this program will be able to help. So. If you know any, you can call them, you can text them and tell them, hey, get on the radio, 89.9 FM. And if it's not on the radio, tell them, go on WCNO, WCNO.com because the CPA, CPA, Hubert McIntosh, who has a program on Fridays at 4 p.m., is going to be talking about the Florida Retirement System tune in, get your pen, get your paper. You may learn something. I know you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something. You're going to hear something that you never heard before. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So the best way, you know, the best way to start is so that our minds are cleared and we are ready. Let's invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit. So let's go to the Father and give thanks. Father, we just thank you for this great and wonderful day that you have shared with us, Lord. Not because of anything we are doing, but because of your love, your mercy, your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. We just thank you. We just thank you. So, Father God, as we start this program, Father God, I just ask you to use my vocal cards. But let it be your words, O Father God. Open the eyes of your children, Father God, and the heart so they can listen and they can receive. They can receive, Father God. They can receive and they can share. Help us not to be just heirs of the word but also doers. So we just thank you, Lord, and we'll be able to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, retirement specifically this week, we're going to talk to people under the Florida retirement system, okay? So let me frame it for you. Let me give you a foundation for you. Well, some of you may already know, but give you a foundation. So the retirement, the Florida retirement system is mostly, mostly comprised of, of people in the different school districts in Florida. If you're in a school district in Florida, you're under the Florida retirement system. It involves some fire stations also. And you may say, but why not all of them? Because fire stations, some fire stations are run by the city, some run by the county that they're in, so what happens? Some city has their own system, some counties has their own system, retirement system that is. So you you, you know so it, when they don't have, sometimes it's just easier for them to just partner up with the Florida retirement system. So that's how it is, you know, whereas, you know, in Florida, we have 67 counties. I'm not sure if you knew that, but this one is history thing, you know, <laughs> if you didn't know that before, you know that now. We have 67 counties in Florida, and it's, it's not that all of them are under the Florida retirement system. I should have really checked. I don't know how many are, but some are, some are not cities I don't know how many cities we have but you you guess it if we have 67 counties if we have 67 counties and you multiply that by three four or five you know we probably have over 400 we probably have over 400 cities you know I should check that next time I'll have that statistic for you. So what happened, is just different governing bodies, just different governing bodies. But the main and largest retirement system in Florida is the Florida retirement system, right? You have companies also that have their retirement system. Not many, not many. I can tell you things have changed over the last 45 years. And you say 45 years. Well, in 1974, just a little history lesson ERISA, the Employee Retirement and Income Securities Act, was created. And out of that, out of ERISA, then you start having individual pensions. We're like 401k, IRA, 403b, 457. Prior to nineteen seventy-four, those didn't exist. Retirement systems were basically under companies like, and including the government, you know, so that was where it was just a straight pension. It was just pension then. Pension was measured by years of service and the average income. You know, like some plans may have it where they at the highest five years with a factor of years of service. That's how pension used to be measured. And back then it was defined benefit plans. Defined benefit plans. So what's the difference with defined benefit plans? Defined benefit plans is where you worked with a company for 25, 30, 40 years. That company had a retirement plan, but that started changing in the 60s, in the 60s. So even though I mentioned 74, the problem started in the 60s. I would say probably around about 1963, 1963, there was a large, <laughs> and you know, many of you may not even realize it because you hear about, you hear about General Motors, right? And you hear about Ford Motor Credit, you know, you hear about that Ford Motor, Ford Motor, General Motor, you know. But in 1963, one of the largest car companies you don't know now was Studebaker. Yeah, Studebaker. You're like, oh, my gosh, what is this guy talking about? Studebaker? Studebaker was a car manufacturing company. Yes. But in 1963, I forgot how many thousands. Tudor Baker retirement system was disrupted. Yep, yep, they went on financial hard times and a lot of people were left. They were left, um, what you call them, laid off or whatever, is with no pension. No pension. So that was the beginning. That was the beginning. After the end of the defined benefit plan, which hasn't really ended, but that was when the first problem started in 1963 with the Studebaker car manufacturing company. So, what happened between 63 and 74? Because you know, anytime there's an issue, then you start getting government lobbies and so forth to change some of the laws, and they started companies nowhere because Studebaker defaulted and stuff like that a lot of companies now started thinking well if studebaker defaulted why do we have to do it and then it it became a political uproar became a political uproar where companies now start saying you know if studebaker could do this why can't we why do we have to be funding these retirement plans and then you know, what happened late 60s, remember late 60s, now early 70s, what was happening in our country, in our country, then, you know, we had, we had the Vietnam War, the Vietnam War was going on, and there was a lot of turmoil, there was a lot of turmoil in the country, so what happened, it, you know, anytime you have turmoil, it goes over, and in the economy and so forth and that's just like a little brief history and then in 1974 now Congress passed the ERISA Act where it says Employee Retirement and Income Securities Act where individuals now companies instead of them instead of them contributing the, the, which was defined benefit plan they now says okay we're going to allow the, the individuals to contribute and we match, you know. So basically taking some of the pressure off the employers so that individuals could ma- to, to contribute and they match. And that's a different story. That's a different show to talk about. Is it good? Is it bad? It's good for some. It's bad for some. Put it this way. No one thing is ever good for everybody. And no one thing is ever bad for everybody. That's just not how life works. Some people going to benefit. Some people not. That's life. That's life itself. So irrespective of whichever category you fall in, don't think that it was targeted at you you know anytime you start thinking as an individual that any one thing was targeted at you you're thinking too much of yourself you're thinking too much of yourself we have an enemy life is where you have good and evil that's life you have good and evil you have opposites you have right and wrong you know you you have right and wrong you have right and left you know this is just how that goes and that's just life okay life itself. So don't get um says well they are attacking me. I hear that and you, you know even people say oh they're attacking me. No, nah, no, nah, nobody's attacking you. Nobody's attacking. Anytime we as individuals start thinking we are under attack by the government or by this, you know, you 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 start thinking too much of yourself. So So let's come back, let's come back and bring a little humility in it, in the sense that, you know, each of us as individuals, we're not that important for the system to target us as individuals, okay? It's a bigger system, it's a global system, it's not even a national system, it's, it's a global system now, right? Okay, so I just want to clear that part up. So... We're in the studio, so let me give you the number again, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. So, 1974, ERISA was um, passed by Congress, but anytime something is passed by Congress also, you got to remember, it's not implemented immediately. Sometimes it takes a time. So, the 401k and the IRA really didn't get going until 1978, 1978, where you had the 401k and the IRA. And a lot of times, sometimes we say IRA and people don't realize because for 401k, we say 401k. But for IRA, we don't say the number. IRA is 408, right? So, you have 401 and 408, and both of them are part of the internal revenue code. So section 401, section 408. And for whatever reason, you know, 401k just retained the number, but IRA took on the name, you know. I guess I guess people just I don't I don't even know why. But you know, like for instance, IRA. Most people, if you ask what does IRA mean? 90% of people is going to tell you an individual retirement account. Most people are going to say that. But that's not what the code call it. It's an individual retirement arrangement. <laughs> it's an arrangement. That's what it was. And then it came over now. It came over now where people just started saying IRA. But it's an arrangement. It's like people say, well, I invest in an IRA. You can't invest in an IRA. You know, you can't invest in a 401k. There's no such thing. And so I'm just clearing that up because sometimes we hear that we say, IRA account, 401k account. I invest in a 401k or I invest in an IRA. You can't invest in any of those. you have to invest in a vehicle. Those are just the name of an arrangement of the internal revenue code. So like 401k, most are all 401ks are in, in are invested in mutual funds, you know mutual funds. IRA also are invested in mutual funds. So when someone say they invest in the stock market, it's a wider gap. Even though mutual funds are in the stock market, saying you invest in the stock market is not the same as investing mutual funds. (laughs) And there is a, you may like, but Hubert, it's one and the same. No, Nope, 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 nope. Here's a big distinction that a lot of people don't realize. Remember, this is the financial literacy program. So we are dropping information and we're sharing things with you that we kind of believe that uh, some of it you don't know. Yeah, that's why we call it literacy. So so it's school, Friday evening school. So we go into this so, here's a significant difference that I, I can almost guarantee. You know, I don't know the percentage. Whereas a financial advisor or a stockbroker have a client, they don't even explain this part, what I'm going to share with you. Because you're going to say, but Hubert, it's the same stock market. Yep. Yep. It's the same stock market. Same stock market. But here's the difference. So what's investing in the stock market versus investing in mutual funds? The stock market, you can invest in individual stocks. That's a stock market investing. You can invest in a platform that's made up up of, of a group of stocks, right? You can invest in that also where that you call a, a you know, a, it's a program in the sense that you have the mutual funds and you can have a combination of companies that they design a platform. Every year they say an investment platform. The mutual funds now is where you have funds manager. If you have ever participated, you'll notice that they'll bring to you when you're signing up for it, you may have 20, you may have 20, 15 different types of funds. So what that is, each fund is managed by a fund manager. So with mutual funds, this fund manager may decide to put 3,000. Yeah, might decide to put 3,000 companies within that mutual fund. So in other words, they're putting it, it's a group. So if you ask yourself, if someone has 3,000 companies or 3,000 stock in a fund, can you really pay attention to all 3,000? You guessed it. You know the answer. It's not possible. So that's how mutual funds are managed. Mutual funds are that way. But the stock market now is that, as I say, group of stock, you know, like, for instance, we, we, we have a platform where we could help people in designing a customized platform where with the top 30 companies in the U.S., you know, like the S&P 500. Now, the s and 500 is two types of investment. You have the S&P 500 index fund. And you have the S and P 500, which is a group of stocks. So I'm just giving you this foundation. I'm going somewhere with this. So, so that you understand that there's a difference. One of the significant difference with mutual funds versus stock. If you invest in the stock market, right? If you invest in the stock market, when you make a profit, when you make a profit, you pay capital gains tax. When you invest in mutual funds, you don't pay capital gains tax. You pay an ordinary income tax. What's the difference now? Capital gains tax is between 15 and 20%. Individual, individual rate is up to 37%. Do you see the difference for investing in the same type of market? You could be investing at a rate of 15% in tax versus 37% in tax. And a lot of times people don't realize, do you realize that's a 22% difference? 22% different. So I said that I laid the foundation We're going to go, we're going to talk about the Florida retirement system. But I lay that foundation so that you can see that there's a difference, okay? We're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. All right, so what's so significant about the Florida retirement system? Well, one thing, it has to be significant. It has to be. Think about it. Florida is the third largest state in the US. Yeah, Florida is the third largest state in the US. And if the Florida retirement system is the largest retirement system in Florida, if we use that system, then if we use that formula, then the Florida retirement system is one of the largest retirement system in the country. It just stands to logic. If you have the third largest state, which is Florida, and then the Florida retirement system is the largest retirement system in Florida, then it's one of the largest retirement system in the country. So it's significant. So I believe, you know, I didn't check if all state, but I believe all state has its own retirement system. I am mostly familiar with Florida and Arizona. I'm very familiar with the Arizona retirement system. You know, my daughter is in the Florida retirement system because she lives in Tucson, so whenever she's making decision their retirement decisions, then she consult with me to find out if I think this is a good option for her and so forth. You know? So she's in the in the Arizona retirement system. I'm not gonna answer. You're gonna ask me which one of the system is better. I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm I'm gonna reserve I've got to reserve that opinion. I'm familiar with both retirement system. And both retirement systems good, are good. So let me say that. Don't think I'm coming here to throw no doom and doom. The Florida retirement system is a very good system. It's an excellent system. But, but, every system has deficiencies. It's just life. As we talk about, it's life. There's nothing perfect. Just because something is good, it doesn't mean it doesn't have deficiencies. It has deficiencies. So it has pluses, it has minuses. So we're going to talk about some of the pluses, and we're going to talk about some of the minuses. Because we can't just talk about the good and don't talk about the bad, because we want... To help you to differentiate, to understand what you're involved in. And sometimes it may not be you, but it's your family member, you know. And, and sometimes if we learn something, if we learn something, even though it may not be directly related to us, sometimes one of the greatest things we can do is to share that knowledge. Yeah, it's to share that knowledge. And that's so interesting in sharing knowledge. You know, you have different type of people, right? (laughs) We know that. That's life, right? But you have people will hear something. They'll gather some knowledge and they will not want to share it. And that's interesting, right? I, I, I always find it interesting because sometimes people will not want to share knowledge because they don't want that. They share something with you. You make a decision from it. Something didn't work out and then you blame them and then you blame them. So, but, and, and that's just a fact That's a, you have people believe that you know me now I come here on Fridays for people I'm, I'm just gonna share knowledge with you guys I'm just sheer because I want you to get some insights I am not telling you to just listen to me that's not what I'm telling you I encourage you to use Google and you could say but if we can use Google why do we need to listen to you and that's a great question really it's a great question but if you can use google all right you're going to search for something on google okay you may get a thousand views <laughs> you may get a thousand views which one is correct you don't really know because google google can be beneficial and google can be a maze Yeah, you go there, and you're before you go, after you go, you just get more confused. Here it is. Listen, I'm not some hidden blogger where you read this thing in Google. I'm here with you. I'm part of your family. Yeah, you didn't. Yes, I'm a part of your family. You come here, and I come alongside you Fridays at 4 p.m. We're part of the same family. Yeah? We're part of the WCNO family. Yep. And we're part of the Christian family. I hope so. I hope so. I know. I'm in that family. I pray that you are also, you know. But, you know, this station is, that's, you know, you may say, well, oh, but, you know, WCNO is a Christ. Yeah, WCNO, there's no apology there. There's no apology that WCNO is a Christian station, you know, you have Christian station and you have secular station, you know, it's a choice, it's a choice. You, you, you know, like for instance, um, you know, I, I was on a previous radio show also. I was on a couple of previous radio shows. Actually, I forgot about the one in Boca. I was on a radio show in Boca. I was on a radio show in Fort Lauderdale, you know, and you know, those were two secular shows, and I'm just being straight with you, you know. I'm, You know, I'm not knocking anybody's station or program, you know. And I'm here on this this station, which is a Christian station, and I'm telling you, you know. And you may say, oh, my gosh, Hubert, you just saying that. No, I, I I happen to like you guys better. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I love the others. I'll pray for them, you know. But I just happen to like you guys better, man. I'm just saying, I'm just being... <laughs> i'll just be honest with you man sometimes my wife say i'm too honest that way you know but i just prefer you guys man you guys call man and it just give me it just give me a great joy to come here on fridays and just share with you guys i'm telling you and that was on those two secular stations man sometimes, sometimes you go there man you don't you don't know what's facing you there you don't know what just happened at the station and i am telling you man you talk about drama and chaos man i come to i come to wcno man the place is so peaceful man the spirit you come here you come here man and you just you just sense this you just sense the presence of the of the of the holy spirit man it's just so peaceful man i i come here There's no drama, man. (laughs) I'm probably meddling in those people's business too much, you know. So I'm just excited, man. I'm just happy to be with you guys and can share some insights with you. So we are in the studio, man. Call us, give us your feedback, any questions. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. All right. So half of the program I've taken to introduce you to it. Okay. All right. So the Florida retirement system, as I said to you, I already break down the different segments. Okay. All right. That's a good part. Here's a part now where some of you going to get a little bit envious and some going to be happy,
0: you know, but I'm
1: just giving you the facts the florida retirement system is segregated no that's not a good word i don't want to use that word it's different in two ways of the kind of people that it serves because you remember i mentioned to you school teachers people in the school district not just school teachers people in the school districts it can be administrators and also i mentioned firefighters and police officers and hospitals yeah some hospitals are under the Florida retirement system too yeah you didn't know that yeah some hospitals are you know partially government so you know a lot of times when you know and the hospitals that are non-profit non-profit they're in the Florida retirement system you're not gonna have a for-profit hospital in the Florida retirement system because the Florida retirement system is for non-profit, government and non-profit. If I'm wrong about that, someone can call and correct me, you know. So, a for-profit hospital will not be in the Florida retirement system, All right. Because, so, so what am I talking about? The separation, all right. Remember I mentioned police officers, and I mentioned firefighters, and I mentioned hospitals. What do you call those kind of people? What do you call them? It's a word that we use very frequently, a phrase that we don't know. Those people are called first responders. First responders. Right? So the Florida retirement system covers first responders. And I guess if it's first responders and the others, then you call them what what do you call the school district? Are they second responders? Are they what do you call them? I, I never heard the f- terminology, but first responders I know it's separated by first responders and non first responders. So so we'll put it that way. So here's a factor now. So what's the separation? The separation is very significant. It's very significant because you have to think of first responders are, you, you you know, and, you know, I celebrate first responders. It doesn't mean that I don't celebrate non first responders. But, you know, these people, man, first responders, hey, man, these people are putting their lives out there on the line for us. They are first responders. They are the front line. They are the front line, you know. You talk about with, you you know, police officers, oh my gosh, my greatest respect, police officers, firefighters. Man, these people go out each day, you know. And granted, tomorrow is not promised to any of us, but I am telling you, firefighters and police officers, Oh my gosh, you know, it's it's just an increased risk. It's an increased risk. So I celebrate you all, man. I I celebrate, you know, I know some people don't, man. But this, and this weekend, this is so fitting, man. We're talking about Memorial Weekend, man. You're talking about people going out, man. And they're giving of themselves. They're giving of themselves and their families family to protect us wow man yeah, yeah 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 you know what did jesus says man? the greatest thing a friend can do for his friend man is to lay down his life he came and he called us friend man. oh awesome is that we are a friend we are a friend of god wow oh my gosh what an honor and a privilege that we don't deserve. We don't deserve it, but man, we're friend of God. Wow, that's awesome. So we're in the studio, 772 221 221 So what's the difference? Okay, we're going to give you some formula now. We're going to talk about numbers. No, let's not go to numbers yet. Let's talk about the types of plan the types of plan, right? There are two types of plan in the Florida retirement system. Two types, right? Everybody is eligible for the plan. First responders and non-responders eligible for the plans. That's not the difference. The difference, just keep that mark, put a check mark, is the calculation of the pension, okay? That's the difference, calculation of the pension, and we'll get to that. But the plan is comprised of two things. Two plans. When you go under my FRS, my FRS, you're gonna see plans, two plans. It's two plans. The Florida Retirement System is in, oh my gosh, it's a bunch of plans. No, it's two plans. One is called the investment plan and one is called the pension plan. Hmm. Investment plan versus pension plan what's the difference and this is where the confusing part starts because the first day you start in the florida retirement system the first day you start they give you the information they do orientation and then they give you to create an account to create an account because what happened now once someone starts and they sign up, they go through orientation, they're going to contribute 3%. Yeah, it's mandatory. Yeah, it's mandatory. You don't have a choice. You're going to contribute 3%, and then the system is going to match. It's going to match it. I don't remember the percentage right now. The percentage has changed. The percentage has changed. I remember one time the Florida retirement system is was that, it was a defined benefit. Mm-hmm. It was defined benefit. The individuals didn't contribute. Uh, the government would just put in 9%. So awesome that was. They would put in 9%. Wow. I remember that. I remember that. Um, and that was early, man, as early or as late as 2000. As late as 2000, it was 9%. The government, um, the The school district or whoever would put 9% in. And then in 2010, there was a overall, something started changing in 2010 where in 2010, then the employees now starting contributing and they still match, you know, this system, the Florida retirement system, it's matched, right? So once someone starts, they're putting in 3%. They have their, you know, that's what, it's their contribution. And then the employer is also matching that. It's more than 3% that they're putting in. They're not matching it 3% to 3%. They're putting in more than the 3%. I think it's 6% or something like that. So what's the idea? So when you start now, so an individual has to choose. Here it is, week one orientation, you're choosing investment plan versus pension plan. Poor you. You're starting. You're 22, 23, 24, 25 year old. You're starting. You don't know the difference between investment plan and pension plan. So what happens? Some people guess and they just says, well, I like how investment sounds, so I'm going to choose investment. I like how pension sounds, so I'm going to choose pension. So people do that. But... The state is very forgiving because they're well aware that your first choice may not be a good choice because you may choose pension, you may choose investment, but they're well aware that your first choice may not be good. So guess what they do? They give you two choices. So you can make a first choice and then you can make a second choice. After you make your second choice, you can't change again. You see that? You got two chances. There's no three strikes and you're out. No, you get two. You make a choice. You have an option to modify that choice. And here's the beauty of it. To modify that choice. You can modify that choice 20, 20, 30 years later. They don't say to you that you have to make that second choice in two weeks. No, no. They give you the opportunity to investigate and to explore. They give you that opportunity. So I don't want people to say, well, well, I did this and did it. If you hear someone tell you that, they're not telling you the truth. If someone told you that the Florida retirement system let them choose and they didn't know what they were doing. Nope, 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 nope. That's not true. That's not true. You get two choice. You get two choice. You don't get to choose again after the second choice. You're locked in. You're locked in. Whether your second choice is good or bad, you're locked in. Hence, part of the problem. I keep encouraging you guys to get professional guidance anytime you're making financial decision you need professional guidance this is not supermarket shopping yeah supermarket shopping you don't need professional guidance you go to the supermarket you buy something if it's no good you throw it away they give you your refund or what, and, and life goes on because you're buying something for one day or two day or three days whatever the case may be that's supermarket shopping financial is, shopping is dealing with your life. It's dealing with your life. And some of you are going to say, oh, but eating food is also, mm, yeah, yeah." you eat, yeah, but how many times you're going to eat? You, you're going to eat three, four times a day. You, 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 you're going to eat and you're going to eat and you're going to eat. But you notice what I says with the Florida retirement system? How many choice you get? Oh, you were listening to And you can call it fair or unfair. That's up to you. That's up to you because it's easy for us to say something is unfair when we don't know the facts. When you choose, and then when you choose again, every time you choose, things have to be changed administratively. Yeah, things have to change administratively. So you have you you have now five hundred thousand people, one million people, right? Can you imagine if every one of those people just changing, 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 they wouldn't be able to manage it. So that's why they can only give you two choice. So we got that part out the way. So investment versus pension. All right. Choosing one or the other as pluses and minuses. All right. Let's talk about the pension. Here's the beauty. And you notice I use the word beauty. Here's the beauty with the pension. When you choose a pension, you have income for the rest of your life. Once you get vested, once you get vested, okay. don't forget. I said that vested takes eight years. You have to be in the system to be vested for pension. It happens after eight years of service. So, remember now, you are putting in money, right? You're putting in money. They are putting in money. This money is growing. This money is growing. This money is growing. This money is growing. All right? So, why the purpose of vested? Because vested now is going to provide you with pension for life. For life. So what happens if seven years and you're not vested? Mm-mm. You get back your money plus the money that, that that it grows by. You get that? You don't get their money. You weren't vested. You were not vested. You were not vested. And that is a part of it. It takes eight years of vest. Eight years. All right? So, like for instance, now in private plans, no, you may say, as well, you vested each year twenty percent. Twenty percent, twenty percent. So after five years you're vested one hundred percent. The retirement system you're vested after eight years. I don't know if you get a percentage if you're not fully vested, but you're not vested. You don't get no pension for life. While the investment now, you're putting in your money and they are putting money for you. You vested after one year. (laughs) You vested after one year. So here's a choice again now do you like the plan that you vested after one year or you're gonna wait eight years because the investment plan does not give you pension for life do you see what we're referring to now where the choice is whereas you need professional guidance because here it is you're vested after one year what that means is that after one year, you get the money. Yeah. You get the money you put in. You get the money that it's increased by. And you get the money that they put in. Yeah. After one year. So that's the first choice. Right? We're, and it's not an easy choice. You need financial guidance to make that choice. Okay. We're in the studio. You guys not calling. I don't know if you're being shocked or what. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. So that's how it starts now. All right. So let's talk about now. Say someone now is in the system 30 years now. Okay. What's going on now? So someone in the system 30 years. And under the retirement system, here's a difference now with the private plan. You are eligible for retirement at age 55. Yep. You're eligible for retirement at age 55. I think it's 25 years or, or an age 55. In other words, you're not eligible for retirement before age 55. Are you not eligible for retirement before 20 years? So wherever it intersects, so if you're there 20 years, right, and you're age 50, you're not eligible for retirement. You're not eligible for retirement yet. What's the benefit when you're eligible? Because at age 55, you can start taking out money with regular plans like 401k. You know, you take out money, you can't take out money before age sixty. Because if you take it out before age sixty, then there's a ten percent penalty. It's the same way with the Florida retirement system. If you take it out before fifty-five, then there's a ten percent penalty. All right? So I give you all the foundation. Okay. So the last the last seven or eight minutes now, I'm gonna I'm gonna land the plane right now. I'm gonna land it now. so i give you all the foundation to tell you what's the problem because you know i was leading to a problem you're gonna lead to a problem all right someone gets to age 62 with all things being equal you can apply for Social Security at age 62. Maybe may be a good decision. It may not be a good decision, but you're eligible for Social Security at age 62. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Hubert, you're telling me about Social Security. I thought you were talking about the pension. I thought you were talking about Florida Retirement System. What the Florida Retirement System has to do with Social Security. It has a lot. To do with it it has a lot here's the lot here's what happened social security normally is not taxable yeah social security benefits are not taxable by themselves but social security benefits get taxable when your provisional income reaches a certain amount for an individual for an individual a single person that provisional that provisional income is 25000 25000 so what's provisional income provisional income is half of the social security income Plus every other income. Let me put numbers to that. If you're getting twenty thousand dollars for the year in Social Security, half of the Social Security benefits is ten thousand. You get that, right? You're getting twenty thousand for the year, half is ten thousand. All right. For a single person, you only need fifteen more thousand to get to that twenty five thousand max. For the single person? Ah, but you used to be with the Florida retirement system and you didn't get any of these education. So now you are getting 30000 in the Florida retirement system. So you're getting 30000 in the Florida retirement system as a single person and you're getting 20000 in Social Security. So half of the Social Security of 10 is 10 plus the 30. Where are you? You are at forty thousand dollars for provisional income while the max was twenty-five thousand for it not to be taxed. So now you're gonna be taxed eighty five percent. That twenty thousand for the Social Security, eighty five percent of that twenty thousand, which is seventeen thousand, is now gonna face the tax man. This money that did not have to face the tax man. And you say, but oh, it's a government. Yes, the government has it, but the government also give you leeways. The government give you leeways. The government give you option, but you have to explore your knowledge to get that option. Because if you don't know that option is there, then you cannot exercise the option. Do you see how critical this is? And you have 1 million people right now. I I don't know if it's the Florida retirement. It's between 500,000 and a million people. You have all these people and 90% of them don't understand what I am. I'm being nice when I say 90. I could push it up to 99. 90% of them don't understand what I just told you don't understand because what is not discussed you go on my frs i printed out some stuff you go there you go there you know what question is not there you have a thing called faqs frequently asked question you know what question is not there when i go to question how can the pension affect my social security it's not there Why was it not there? And it is so common. Why it's not there? Your guess is as good as mine. Your guess is as good as mine. That's why I keep encouraging you. You got to get professional opinion. So why I say that people who are already retired, this is not for them. They can't do nothing about them. So I was hesitant in saying this because some of them right now listening and they're very upset. They're very upset because they already made the decision and their decision cannot be reversed. Their decision cannot be reversed. So they're stuck, they're stuck with that. They are stuck with that. It cannot be reversed. But for those of you who have not made that decision, consider the Deuteronomy moment. Remember, I said to you, Deuteronomy, blessings and warnings. This is one of the warnings for All people who are involved in a retirement system, and specifically, I'm talking about the Florida retirement system. So, consider yourself warned. Consider yourself warned. When $17,000 of your Social Security. Taxable when it should not have been. If the tax rate is fifty percent, then you are paying eight thousand five hundred of unnecessary tax. Unnecessary tax. Can you imagine paying eight thousand five hundred of unnecessary tax for thirty years? That's a quarter million. So I just thank you. I just thank you. I just want to give you this warning. This is Hubert McIntosh, your brother, your CPA. I just want to give you this warning. Don't hesitate reach out, reach out, ask the questions. We're in the studio, 772-221-1100. We're getting off now, though. I just got my one-minute warning. I got my, you know, so we're getting off now, but we're here for you. We're available for you. I wish you a wonderful and a happy Memorial Weekend. You take care. God bless, and we will see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the financial literacy show till next time make sure to stay updated on macintoshfinancialgroup.com if you have questions you may call us at 561-332-1755 disclaimer this material was created to provide accurate and reliable information on the subjects covered but should not be regarded as a complete analysis of these subjects. It is not intended to provide specific legal, tax or other professional advice. The services of an appropriate professional should be sought regarding your individual situation. Advisory services may be offered through Forda Financial Group Incorporated, member FINRA-SIPC.